and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen and the Head of Sport Mark McMahon to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's podcast, Locked On, who should Pompey be targeting this summer to carry the club forward? In pursuit of Rory Allen, we reveal the chase to track down Pompey's first £1 million signing, who famously retired from football to go and watch the Ashes in Australia. And get the beers in! Pompey's players agreed to go for a pint with fans, but who would you want to join for a Shepherd's Cook sesh? We're now available on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device, and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Okay, thank you for tuning in to the latest Pompey podcast brought to you by myself, Mark, my esteemed colleagues, Neil and Jordy, who are elsewhere as we speak. How are you guys getting on? Yeah, right, we've, been, we've been worked to the bone by you, Mark. You're a tough taskmaster. No slack. Story counts higher than ever, isn't it, Neil? Yeah, it is. It's amazing, isn't it? It's all about the web pets. It's all about the web pets. We all know that, guys. <laughs> keep them, keep turning them the stories out. Twenty things you didn't know about Asmir Begovic. Twenty things. <laughs> That's going to be the next one, isn't it? <laughs> That's the next mm. one. We're not going down that route just yet, but if it, I, the longer I, in, fair, in, 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 in fairness, I do remember when Yoshi Karaguchi joined Pompey. Mark <laughs> Story, my predecessor, uh, <laughs> aided by us, had to write a hundred things you never knew about Yoshi Karaguchi. This was in what two thousand and one. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's not a new concept, and uh, you can imagine a hundred things got a bit silly. Like he's a goalkeeper, he plays for Japan, that sort of thing. But yeah, um, he's Japanese. It, yes, yeah. yeah. Was that not the norm though? Back in the day, back in the early two <laughs> thousands, when the news had a seven thirty a.m. print time, and the old <laughs> editor Magnuson used to come in and say, "Right, back page day, the one ten things you didn't yeah. know." And yeah. things didn't know about Yasi Kaguchi or something like that. Like, yeah, that's he's right. Now to turn it around. Our former, our, our former editor, Mike, Mike Gilson, Mike Neeson was the uh, chief party oh, writer. Legendary. Yeah, but um, yeah, we used to have some weird and wacky requests. And with the the old uh, deadlines, as they were, uh, we'd come in for for early start, sort of seven. I mean, Thursdays, Fridays were sort of seven seven thirty deadlines. And um, our our sports editor, well, Colin Shannon, and and Dave King before him, and, and then John Carter used to come out particularly uh, bedraggled after conference with the request to, to uh, normally get hold of Harry Redknapp and, and write a, a back page lead within about 30 minutes. And the incredible thing was, you know, for all, all Harry's detractors, he was always there on the end of the phone. He'd normally pick up at half seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah, just, just in the garden with Rosie. <laughs> Rosie, Rosie, get down, get down. My <laughs> Well, my favourite all-time one was um, when Prosnecki had just not been long at Pompey. And the, uh, the deputy editor, Mark Atchison, uh, he said to me, Neil, we're going to give you some money out of petty cash, go down to the training ground, and then get Rob Prosnecki and take him a tour of the city. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> just, just, just turn up at the training ground, grab Robert Prosnecki, probably tempt him across with a, a packet of Marlborough Red, and... Um, <laughs> And take him on a guided bus tour of a city that I had only been at for about eight months myself. You know, it's just ridiculous. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and th- did he go? Or, did he go with you? <clears throat> no, he, um, he. I said, "You're up for a word, Robert." He's trying to get in that way, but he, um, 
he was puffing on the cigarette as he headed back to his car, um, <laughs> dressed in this like Dennis and Menace jumper. I always remember that. And uh, mm. it, it was not a very realistic request, let's face it. Um, <laughs> always sticks right up. The, the scary thing the, is, I had a sport mark there's actually gone, oh, that's a cracking idea. That is that's a cracking idea, though. Believe you me, there's enough unrealistic ideas pitched to me down through the years for me to even know what is a ridiculous thing to suggest and what could actually work. So <laughs> at no point will I be saying to Jordy, Jordy, why did you go down? Say to yeah. Kenny, why did you come on a game of tour of the city with us? No, it'd, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be Michael Eisner, wouldn't it? Go and get Michael Eisner. Grab the news pool car. Yeah, get all the... Uh, the uh, empty sandwich boxes and chocolate wrappers, throw them out the, out the door, sit Michael down and get him around the city. Try and, try exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then while you're doing that, you might bump into Will Rooney with a few of the, the Pompey players having this Sunday sesh that a lot of them have agreed to do with some of the fans. Oh, he loves the Sunday sesh story, doesn't he? Yeah. He loves no, it. So when, whenever, whenever Will spotted on Twitter during the week that some Pompey players would would be more than happy to go for a few pints once lockdown is is complete, he was on that like a shot. I think Will, even on his day off, is probably in his mind planning that there Sunday sesh. What <laughs> what pubs they'll be invited to, etc. So uh, it's a nice it's a nice touch in the players, isn't it? John Marcus is on board, wasn't he? Did I see a few players? Yeah, Andy up? Andy Cannon, Christian Burgess, all agreed to it. Who would you like to go for a pint with out, out of that lot? Myself. Oh yeah. I mean, I would have to stick to my, my fellow countryman Roman Curtis, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He can bring his mum along too. We could talk about his home country. We could just yeah. talk. Maybe even speak to each other in Irish. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I'd get Marie along. I wouldn't be interested in what Ronan's got to say. It'd just be all about Marie, wouldn't it? Get Marie oh, Curtis and go for a drink. That would be brilliant. But, um, Did you know she used to be a football? You know she used to be a football manager. Come off it. She did. <laughs> Who thought? Explain yourself. Which did, when um, when they lived in um, Surrey Way before they moved over to to Ireland when Ronan was very young, she used to manage uh, a football team which had one of her sons in. Wow, yeah, wow. interesting. You wouldn't mess either, would you? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> she's uh, she's definitely the matriarch of that household, isn't she? She's brilliant, Marie. Okay. She's so lovely. Yeah, do you think wonderful. she could actually follow what do you call the guy he ended up? Being on the coaching setup under Paul Cook, he basically just did everything that Paul Cook couldn't be bothered with doing. Do you reckon Marie could then reach that stage where she's actually brought onto the Pompey coaching setup and just Scott Brown? Scott Brown, Scott, yes, sorry. Guy, Scott, yeah. Scott Green, sorry, Scott Green, Scott Green, no, the colours wrong. <laughs> I yeah. thought you were talking about Rob, it... Robbie Blake as well. Scott Green used to take Paul Cook's son to McDonald's. <laughs> he was basically a chauffeur then, was it? Yeah, he's a lovely guy, Scott Green, as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's a great a, guy, yeah. One of the yeah. nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's such a lovely guy. Pompey then seemed to have a tradition of just hiring people to be the, the runaround, the runner for the manager. Kevin Bond, obviously, was they got there for, for Harry Redknapp, too. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. You're going to talk about the legendary uh, BBC uh, uh, reference, aren't you? I won't go any further. Uh, bloody brilliant coach. 
<laughs> and, and that's balls and cones then. Not definitely not bib, definitely not. It did not stand for bibs, balls and cones. No, no. Right. I'm glad. Was, I'm glad you clarified that. Got myself out of jail there, didn't I? You did indeed. Well, tell you, like, well, I was going to say there's been a lot of chat already in this podcast, which people are no doubt switching off already. But of, of but players... at least at least at least inane waffle with reference Pompey this week instead of just talking about absolute tripe. So we'll give us a nice story. We'll give you nice stories. I want to. We are. We are. Yeah. Yes, I'm only, I'm, I'm only joking. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that people are still listening. And if you are, thank you very much. We'll be here next week as well. But well, we've, uh, we've given a few secrets a away of... there already. We've already exactly. <laughs> well, we've, we've, spoke, we've spoken about some ex-players, some ex- past experiences, and, and very much under lockdown. It's a, it's a route we're going down in the news, trying to recall some great tales from ex-players. Jordy, you spoke to Matt Ritchie. Neil, you've spoke to Gavin Maguire as recently as this week. Spoke to Gary O'Neill again about Rory Allen, etc. But all those ones aside, and they're great interviews, between the two of you, who... Would you love to get hold of one day and just have a proper interview session with? I know Neil's already <laughs> spoken to you about fifty people this past week. I, yeah, I think Neil's got them all already, hasn't he? For his He's book. got them all already, but there must be somebody but, Neil that you have no, got. You go, I just my, my, honestly, I, I had an ambition of one day getting Benjani and asking him about the airport story. That's what that's what yeah. I wanted, and, yeah. and I've done that now. I did that in September because because Harry lives and dines on this airport story and Benjani, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was great. It was great to actually sit down, Benjani, and say what what really happened. Uh, I won't reveal the outcome, but uh, you can probably guess it was a bit exaggerated, can't you? A bit exaggerated. So you've got you've got that ideal interview in the can. Yes. Jordy, yes. what about the- you? You must have somebody. And I can't be your old mate, Richard Hughes. <laughs> there were some good columns with Richard Hughes down the years. Uh, yeah, they, they, were, they were good times. But I, yeah, I've spoken to Richard plenty of times. Unfortunately, I don't think my dream interview will ever happen because it would have been um, a sit-down with Alan Ball. But, you know, my, my mm. first 80s, yeah. 86, 87, that, that was my first season. Ballies, Gremlins. And what an honour it's been to speak to pretty much most of that side over the years and hear, hear the anecdotes, the cracking anecdotes, the stories about Calpane Social Club and, and what, you know, the, the, the ethos there was. And, um, yeah, so that would be, that would be, the, would, have been, would have been the dream to get Bawley down. I spoke to him a few times, uh, but unfortunately he, he was, you know, he was being paid to write stuff for the uh, Southampton Echo at the time, so he, wouldn't, he didn't really want to, <laughs> want to speak to us. But he was okay, actually. He humoured us and gave us stories a few times over the years. So, uh, yeah, yeah that, that would have been a dream ticket. But to be fair, more you know, the lads that did speak from that team, the anecdotes that have come out have, uh, have really entertained over the years as well. That's a, good, yeah, that's a really good call. I would love to interview Borley. Yeah, that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Jordy, yeah. you, you have... Know, you say uh, that's one I've always tried to get, right? Uh, Peter Ellis. Oh yeah, P- yeah. Peter Ellis. I mean, he's one for the more the older people, and he won. Uh, yeah. He won two promotions with Pompey, Laugh from Southsea, um, um, and uh, played more than 100, 300 times for Pompey as well. But, he's, but he won't speak or do any interviews. I've tried so many times, um, and it, he would be a fascinating story because he came a fireman afterwards and all sorts. And uh, that's one I'd love to interview, but. 
he doesn't want to do it, unfortunately. He wants to keep a low profile. So yeah, oh, well, I've, got, he's I've, just... got, I've got I've got a funny feeling, and it might it might it might I think Pete it is Peter Ellis, but Peter Ellis, I'm pretty sure, lived at the bottom of my my parents' garden. <laughs> did he? He lived at the bottom of the garden. Well, in his shed. He, li- <laughs> he lived. The, he lived in the bottom of our garden. <laughs> <laughs> now, really? In Purbrook, the, the house that our uh, my parents' house in Purbrook backed onto, I'm pretty sure, was owned at one time by Peter Ellis. Wow. Blimey. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know. I know his nephew Ian Lim, and even he can't get me an interview. And I've, I've really. I've, I've, yeah, I did get I did get a response from uh, Peter Ellis, and then eventually got his number. And he just got, I wanted to interview him for the book, and he, he didn't want to. He said no thanks. I want to sort of he didn't want anything to do with Pompey. Now he has nothing to do with it at all, and it's it's quite sad. But I, I would have liked to interview him definitely. But Ball, Ball is real good, cool. That'd be amazing. Oh, to speak to him. dream stuff, yeah. dream stuff. Jordy, Jordy, I can just see Peter Ellis and Loa Loa <laughs> today sitting in a coffee shop, laughing <laughs> that they're both ignoring your calls. <laughs> Yeah, Peter Ellis is looking yeah. at his phone, going, "There's Neil Allen. I'm not speaking to him." And the wild, the who you've been trying to get in contact with this week, is again sitting there going, "And there's bloody Jordan Cross as well. Forget about it. Let's just crack on with what we're talking about here." Yes, yes. We, for for the listeners that I've been trying to wait, obviously with it being 15 years of uh, of the four one to to get hold of Lua, who was actually a, quite a good power. I remember I've been to parties of Lua's in Southsea down the years, and um, yeah, he eyed out. Um, what was it Time and Envy nightclub at one stage? And we had a, had a party down there, but he's uh, he's been evasive at, at, at the moment, which again was very Loire Loire esque. So um, we haven't been able to get any of these anecdotes as of yet. We live in hope, but um, there's, there's other people on the hit list if not. So uh, we've, got, we've got plenty to keep people ticking over, hopefully. Well, Mar- Marco, uh, good, uh, good, Marco, I would have loved to interview Rory Allen as well, and that, that, that's another one because we're yeah, all sort of, cracker. We've, we've laughed about that story, and I'm a big cricket fan as well. and uh, I would have loved to interview him, but he doesn't want to do interviews. I know our colleague Jeff Marshman tried him a good few years ago, and he declined then. And uh, so it's good to get Gary O'Neill on it, but uh, it's always a bit of a been mysterious, wasn't it? the whole situation where he just left for the ashes? An amazing story, but yeah. uh, uh, we've sort of got to the bottom of it a little bit through Gary O'Neill. But Rory Allen would be fantastic, but he, he doesn't even want anything to do with football anymore. Do you think Gary O'Neill told them that he had spoken to you and we were running that story this week about his, his Pompey time and all that there? Or did he just let it go, you know what, I'm going to drop that I'd, ball on him whenever the time I'd, comes. Well, I, I, I did ask Gary for permission to use it and he said that's fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, they're still big mates to speak to each other all the time, play golf all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to speak to Rory Allen and sort of find out what really happened. Uh, yeah, and it's got yeah. a serious side to it as well, obviously, with, uh, with the issue with his injuries and um, mentally, he, he just couldn't put himself through it anymore. And then what, cracking, what, what, what a cracking story, by the way, from, from Neil this week. Absolutely fantastic yes. because we, we've all heard the sort of talk of Rory Allen, Allen packing up to go to the Ashes. And, um, mm. But there's, there's stuff that's came out there that, that's totally unheard of. I mean, what was the, the line you went off on, Neil? The, the taxi driver <laughs> in Australia talking about this lunatic in Miss Football has gone packed up to go watch the ashes. Isn't it? Was it something along those lines? That's that's it. And, and I will remember when Mark Story got the story in the first place off Peter Story in you know, all those years ago. Like, yeah. What a story in the first place. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Just unheard of, isn't it? And it's all developed into this myth about him. And I, I once remember covering a, a Hampshire game against Kent and Rory Allen was there watching. Uh, but this was before he quit uh, Pompey. And he, 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 on his profile on Twitter, 
he listen, he listen, he loves golf, he loves uh, cricket, he loves tennis, he loves cycling, um, and he doesn't mention anything in football. No mention of his football career. It's like he's just completely absolved himself of it, just ditched it. He wants nothing to do with the game. The difficult, then, thing yeah. of, the difficult thing, of course, with this is that um, if I saw Rory Allen in the street, he'd walk past me, I probably wouldn't recognise him because I think he's still no. got curtains. <laughs> I think he's got curtains. <laughs> <laughs> We've not seen him since, have we? No, We've not seen him for 19 years, so what's he look like? I wouldn't have a clue if he walked past. I wouldn't have a clue if he, no. clue if he was if he punched me on the nose. It's just uh, no idea. But, Neil, but Jordy, he may be a bit like Neil. He might have the same hairstyle for the past 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> but think about Rory Allen. The, the, the whole joke for all these years is the amount of times it was in the paper, he's only two, two weeks away. The whole thing, wasn't it? Rory Allen's yeah. two weeks away from fitness. And the amount of times yeah. we all must have, must have written that. Oh, dear me. And somebody even oh. jokes about it on Twitter this week. Is it still two weeks away? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, then I, 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 I was going to say, the Alaves game, a pre-season friendly right at the end, I remember speaking to him then. You know, are you, you know Rory, are you back in fantastic when you do an interview? And, uh, and he just said, oh, look, mate, I've had so many false dawns. I don't want to do anything. And then walked off. Ah. I, think that was, I think that was the last I saw of him. That was, that was his last time he ever played football for Pompey. I think. Oh, yeah. Unless he got reserves, but yeah. 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 And Neil, you obviously dropped Nightsy on it too by the revelation that he was the one that dogged on Gary O'Neill dropping in his <laughs> resignation letter. Well, I spoke to Nightsy about it. And Nightsy goes, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> so Nightsy says he can't remember grassing up Gary O'Neill. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but Knights is so honest. He, he told me something else to ask Gary O'Neill about that uh, should be talked about. So I'll, I'll go back with that one. Right, fantastic. Ooh. You want to reveal anything? Give us a no. He told me that he, he told me I wasn't allowed to write it. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. that's Knightsy. But you can imagine Knightsy saying it as well to Harry, can't you? Grassing up Gary O'Neill. <laughs> Definitely. Well, then you've also spoke to Mark Catlin this week on more contemporary matters. And do you want to give us a bit of info on how that chat went? Yeah. Basically, uh, it's the same situation. Isn't it? Pompey can't, the Football League can't do anything until the government lifts sanctions and uh, so they can't train can they at the moment and uh, they're still trying to plan when they're going to come back but it's just difficult isn't it and um, we're all still waiting we're all checking daily in these figures aren't we and um, Pompey are, are, um, well obviously there's a story as well about Pompey which will could recruit as well still aren't they because you can't suddenly stop recruitment drives can you you can't you can't suddenly go oh they there's no football at the moment. What's the point of looking at players trying to recruit? You've still got to do those sorts of things. And even though they're not playing as a club, they're still looking to the future, which is important. Yeah. There's one guy from contact with us today via Twitter saying, what's the point of, of, of Gallen looking at potential players when there's no football? But football, football <laughs> has to continue. They have to keep on planning ahead and, and keeping up mm. with the rivals. They'll all be doing the same thing, won't they? The vibe I get is that I think Pompey have got a, pretty much got a few, a lot of their business lined up and done and dusted already. Um, so the, the concern would be for, for would be not losing any players really. So um, that 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 would be how you know the stoppage for football. Hopefully that's not hindered it at all. But they're certainly um, 
the vibe from Mark Catlin speaking to him was, you know, we need to be diligent and, and get, you, get your own house in order. So um, I think they're quietly confident that, that there's a fair bit of business that would already be done with a view to next season with, with players out of contract and, and, and what have you. Well, Jordy, I asked Will this week to go through five players in the league in League One who he would love to see a poppy next <coughs> season. Realistic targets. Ivan Tony obviously didn't come into that the other day. But is there anybody just talking about transfers who has caught your eye this season? You thought, you know what, he would be a great addition to the team. I tell, I tell, what I did see there was um, a story today. A league's um, the best players to look out for in uh, League Two, um, which I thought was quite interesting because there's players that. Um, are looking to look like they'd be able to make the step up. The guy, I can't remember, it's, 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 it's surname's NG. So it's NG. Oh, from Crew. The fullback from Crew. The fullback. He looks like he's one of the, the brightest talents coming through from there. There's the, another la- the lad at, at Charlton, but probably we've been mentioned with it, Broom, um, who's been mentioned yes. in the past as well. Um, there's, so there's, there's some talent down there that you might well you'd be, you'd be looking to harvest. And you know, Pompey would we'll we'll definitely have eyes on because these are guys that. They reckon that, you know, the guys um, that do, uh, do their due diligence on it is the uh, is it not the top twenty in the podcast on the uh, EFL. They're, they're absolutely rammed with knowledge on, on, the, on that on the subject, and uh, and they reckon that these guys are looking at they're, they're capable of stepping up not one maybe two divisions. So, um, I, I, you know, I'd be looking at guys down there really as well. Not not you're not writing off those men um, with a view. Uh, 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 would would they be the type of signings though that would excite fans if Pompey were in the championship next season? Are the type of calibre of players that Pompey should be looking at if they want to survive there? Well, I think when, when you've got what would attract Pompey would be you know, the marquee names, but you've got to be more pragmatic than that. And you've got to be looking at, look at, I mean, how many people knew about Ronan Curtis a couple of years ago? Mm. People like that. They've got to be looking around these kind of areas where you're looking at players that can come up with the, the club and, um, you know, League One Championship next season with a view to developing there. Uh, because if Pompey you know, move up to the championship, and I'm certain they're not going to be kind of competing with the budgets that, um, that operate at that level, unless there's a massive change, which we're talking about may happen, a realignment in the championship possibly. But you know, as things stand, you would have thought that Pompey are going to be going up there. They're not going to be splashing out massive cash. So you've got to be looking around for the best League One, League Two talent uh, to get into the club. Having said that, you know, players like Smodic, uh, Peter have gone there and done well. Um, Probably in a way that probably Cameron McGinn slightly disappointed. The you know, players of that calibre, um, you need to be looking at. That said, Will's been picking up on the point that Pompey have been looking at players that have stepped down as well from the Championship. Yeah, and well, they, Seddon, and Seddon, I mean, when you think about Seddon, when you think about Seddon, when Seddon arrived, people were moaning, weren't they? I definitely saw <laughs> quite a few moans on Twitter when Seddon arrived. He was a Birmingham reserve. We don't want him, and he's he's been really good and. Uh, Hopefully, probably can keep him and he can be left back next season. Um, yeah. You talk about marquee signings. We've seen these marquee signings over the years and it's not worked out. It's, no, no. It's just, you know, Matt Clark came along. Who would have fancied Matt Clark, you know, and things like that? So, who, who, I mean, you got, back in the day, <coughs> Pompey became a, a place where players in the, in the championships, it's a, it's a cautionary tale um, where players with one, one, Pompey were one final stop off for players on the way down. So everyone knew the names like Jimmy Carter and everyone knew the names like David Hillier because they'd operated mm. at level. They didn't come, they come to Pompey looking for one more payday. Lee, Lee Sharp. Lee Sharp, there you go. Another, another household name. But they were kind of on the way down. You want players that are coming up and hungry and, and, and the players that can make a difference for Pompey 
moving forward, as Neil quite rightly says, are perhaps the ones that the people haven't even heard of yet. Yeah, but there is, there are, every transfer window, there is a degree of scepticism if Pompey don't bring in a marquee signing, like, isn't there? No matter what window you're looking at, it has to be somebody that they recognise, the name that they've heard of before. Yeah, I suppose it's so, isn't it? They want, they want you to buy, yeah. spend as big as you can on players, don't they? And players they've heard of. But Jordan's finding, Jordan kept with a great example about Curtis. I mean, yeah. and he was a gamble for Pompey, no doubt about that. But uh, Pompey would have criticised for signing him before people have seen him. And, yeah. you know, he's one of the top players now and uh, thankfully tied down to a long contract. Um, and you, meant, you mentioned Seddon, Neil. Yeah. Is he, is yeah, he somebody yeah. that you think Pompey could get next season? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He wants regular football. Uh, I mean, you look at Cameron McGeehan, which I was really impressed with, with the name when they signed him in, in January, and he's disappointed me. Yeah. So, again, it, it was a real statement, Pompey signing him. Real fair play. Yeah. He was in the team of the year when he was last year, won promotion with Barnsley. Real good player to bring in. I was really excited. And he's not been bad. He's just been average for me. And uh, I've been disappointed so far. Um, and again, it's just, I suppose, just get, get carried away by a name of a player, isn't it? And his pedigree. You, you've got to judge them when you see them, I always think. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and we've seen some good players over the years and uh, who come from nowhere. Jamal Lowe's another one, isn't it? And, um, yeah. and then we've seen some players that have come from the heights and been awful. Yeah. On oh, said, okay. and that's a good point, point worth picking up on. I mean, obviously, everything he's said points to the fact he wants to come. Um, and you can understand he's pretty much said that in, in his interviews from the outset uh, with us. Um, but it just seems like that. Well, I think what Birmingham are, are asking, or were asking, um, when I last heard about it, was was quite an exorbitant figure um, for for a, a, a player stepping down to a left back stepping down to League One. So there's a negotiation to be had there. But I hope Pompey would probably, well, they would do, wouldn't they? They would hope that any uncertainty around the ongoing picture around Birmingham. I know that's moving all the time and it suggests that they might be going in their favour at the moment. But you, you fear that, um, you probably would hope that they would be able to take advantage of that and uh, be able to drive down the price on Seddon. Um, and again, another, the other fear for Pompey would be the fact that he's played well here and attracting interest from other clubs. So, um, yeah, but they're, 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 they're confident that he wants to come. They're, they're confident that pretty much all the loans are, 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 are happy here and would like to stay, um, which is quite an interesting point as well. Okay. Well, just before we go, um, and before Neil clicks that pen that he's been clicking to death, um, <laughs> which no doubt everybody can hear. Um, Jordy, your your conversation with Ram Williams this week, um, he came out and said that Christian Burgess, if the season was to finish now, would be his player of the season. Yeah. Who would be, yeah. be yours? He's nailed it, hasn't he? He's, it's, it's, it's Christian Burgess. That's, uh, that's the, the standout for me. Sean Raggett, Getting close, Steve Seddon we've mentioned would be if he stayed around for the season uh, would be in, probably get my choice actually if he, if he maintained that form over a season. But Burgess, um, and I hear people saying, "Oh, Burgess on and off the pitch deserves it," um, which I find you know it's great what he's done off the pitch, but that's a bit condescending, isn't it? It should be decided. <laughs> it's what he does on the pitch, you know. I don't care what he what he does, but it, you know it's great that he does it. The overriding fact is his form on it. And purely on his form on it, Christian Burgess gets it this season for, for, for me. No doubt, Neil, you agree. I've said it for ages, haven't I? I've said it on the, on yeah. the podcast for a while ago yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's, it's Burgess and Curtis. And um, 
uh, I think I think Burgess has really come to the fore in some big games as well. And I just love the Burgess's story where at one point pre-season he was fourth choice defender behind Tom Naylor, wasn't he? And he's emerged as first choice now. And uh, it's been the best season of his Pompey career. And uh, so what a year he's had. And well, we'll wait and see if he's, he's here beyond this season. That's going to be very interesting. And far, far be it for me to promote other media outlets, but um, I hope everyone enjoys Sky Sports tomorrow night, Friday night, 8pm, the uh, full re-show and the full one win over Southampton 15 years on. That's going to be uh, one, to, uh, one to help through the self-isolation period. Won't it? I'll be sitting down with a beer and, a beer and some food tomorrow and uh, get the popcorn out for that one. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, lads, thank you again for your time. I know you've got some web hits to start chasing, so I'll let you crack <laughs> on. Um, don't be slacking off. I know the weather's good, but keep by your computers and work hard. Thank pick you, Gaffer. Pick up your phone, Lua. Lua, pick up your phone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see yeah. you next week. Bye. <laughs>